Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. Hello, Hostel Homies. This episode is brought to you by The Hostel Group. Visit thehostelgroup.com and support hostels by booking direct. Welcome to The Hostel Homies Podcast. My guest today is now a recurring guest. You might recognize his voice from episode 15, Big on Japan. This guy's been all over the world. He's about to go on another trip. So we're going to do a little before and after, talk about his experience with traveling before, talk about what he's excited for, and then we're going to do a little recap when he gets back from his trip. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Will Thompson. Hey, everybody. It's really good to be here. Well, happy to have you. Thanks, man. This is going to be good. You, uh, you've traveled a lot, and you've told me some of your stories, but you've promised to save a lot of them for this specific occasion. I haven't told you these stories. These are all going to be newbies? These are newbies. I like your oldies. I like the one you've, ones you've told me, but I'm, I'm even more excited to hear the newbies. Well, there are new newbies to come. I'm going on a trip in like three days. Yeah, this is, this is happening very soon. So could you briefly describe the upcoming trip right now, and then we'll, we'll get back into what you've done before. Yeah, so first and foremost, I'm going back to Rome, which is a huge deal for me. I haven't been back since I graduated. I'm going to see a bunch of old friends. I can't wait. Then I'm going to go to Prague, where I'm staying in a houseboat. What? Yeah, I know. It's going to be crazy. You kidding me? This houseboat has its own home movie theater. <laughs> Airbnb is just heaven sent. It's crazy. This is, this is through Airbnb. This isn't through a friend. Prague. Prague. The houseboat is, yeah. is through Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And then also through Airbnb, I rented out a, um, like, a, like a big apartment that has a view of the, the Bosphorus River mm. in Turkey, in Istanbul. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. I'm spending like over a week in, in Istanbul, and that's going to be probably the highlight of the trip for me. This will be your first time out in Turkey? Yeah, it's, it's going to be my first time in Turkey. I've been to Rome, and I've been to Prague. Mm-hmm. Rome was moving my life to Rome. How long were you out there for? About three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you really lived out there. Well, I went to university over there. Mm-hmm. I went to John Cabot University, and I made lifelong friends, and I finally understood that there's so much out there. Yeah. And it's so accessible. Absolutely. When you were out there, I'm, I'm asking this kind of assuming you did, but I'm sure you, you popped around to other places in Europe throughout your three years living out there, right? Yeah, man. I, I ran amok yeah. all over Europe. It was <laughs> amazing. I even jumped outside of Europe at one point. I went to Morocco. You know, I, I went up to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Prague. I went to Paris a few times. It's just so accessible. I mean, if you fly with Ryanair, uh, it's, I mean, it sucks. But your <laughs> yes. tickets are also like $20. They're so ungodly cheap. Yeah, but they, like, they try to nickel and dime you. One time they got me. How did they get you? Um, I was actually on my way to Prague, and I forgot my my boarding pass in the taxi mm-hmm. that I took with a few friends to the airport, and they charged me eighty euros to print out my boarding pass <laughs> at the airport. 
And like I had flown with Ryanair a few times before, so I just had this kind of defeated acceptance of it. Like, yeah, yeah you got me. <laughs> you guys, you guys, like it's definitely in the fine print. I've, I've read these because that's happened to me before. It's like the charges they'll get you with are like four times more than the flights themselves. Yeah, and it's just like after flying with them for so long, I just thought like, yeah, you were playing the long game and you got me. You got it me fair and square. eventually caught up. Yeah. It eventually all caught up. And another thing, like I can't prove this, but I think the little baskets that they ask you to set your, your carry-on luggage in, mm -hmm. and there are like five of these as you go through the airport, yeah. like from like check-in to your boarding gate. Mm -hmm. I'm so sure that those baskets get smaller. <laughs> as it, you go it, through. Yeah, it fits so easily in the check-in. <laughs> like at check-in, like, yeah, I'm good to go. But I'm at the gate and like nothing has changed about my bag. <laughs> But it's like I'm having to like stomp it in. You're like, this fit perfectly out of the first one. Third one, there was some struggle. It's like little Russian dolls where they can all like easily fit inside of each other. And you're like, this is, it's getting smaller. Yeah, like the whole, the whole process of flying with Ryanair feels like a labyrinth full of riddles that you have to like work your way around. <laughs> right? I feel like I'm in the labyrinth with David Bowie. Yeah. He's just trying to like... He's just trying to like catch me off guard. His bulge just keeps getting smaller and smaller throughout. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be the same size. Like Bowie's bulge is supposed to stay the same size throughout the duration of the film. That's, the That's how I feel film. about Ryanair. <laughs> Ryanair's baskets are like David Bowie's bulge. And, and you could leave it at that. <laughs> people are going to rewatch it. Like, does it get smaller? Like, they're going to have to look. I hope people rewatch it. I mean, it's a great film regardless. It's a, it's a really good film. Just watch the, watch the Labyrinth anyway. And don't take your eyes off that bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever has. No one ever has. So but, those are my past trips. You've done... <laughs> Welcome to the after portion of the before and after episode starring Will Thompson. Will, welcome back. Hey, it's good to be back. You've been gone for a bit. I was gone, yeah. I went on a trip. How long were you gone for? Uh, two weeks. And you did Europe again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brought me back. I, I went back to Rome, mm -hmm. and then I went to Prague, and then I went to Istanbul. We heard a little bit about it earlier, mm -hmm. before you left. Yeah. You were going back to Rome to see old friends. Yeah, I used to live there. So That's it right. was a... It was like a homecoming for me in a way. Yeah. I went, all, I went to my favorite restaurants. I saw a bunch of old friends. And my girlfriend was with me for this trip. So that made it kind of extra special. I think yeah. it was cool for her to see my old stomping ground in a way. You kind of got to play tour guide in a way. You kind of got to show her around. Yeah, around Rome. And that was one of the highlights of the trip for me. Very cool. Yeah, it was neat. Did she, did she enjoy it as much as you wanted her to? Yeah, even more so. Mm -hmm. um, and I enjoyed it so much more with her being there because yeah. she's, she's a huge art buff, right? And so, like, the Sistine Chapel was just a more special experience. We went and saw these Bernini sculptures, mm -hmm. which blew me out of the water. It was, it was unreal. Yeah, when you're with someone who has a background in, that, in a certain field, it's cooler to do those activities. Yeah, well, I mean, she peppers in like facts and the history behind each piece mm -hmm. like we looked at this beautiful sculpture apollo and daphne this bernini sculpture and 
I mean, he, apparently he sculpted it when he was like 22 years old. Mm -hmm. I might have gotten that wrong. It might be more like 24. But still, I'm 26. <laughs> You're sitting there like, tight, tight, tight. Okay, so what have I done? <laughs> what thinking the hell about, have I done? Thinking about the paintings that I did in my, in my room in Brooklyn. And I'm like, I thought they looked nice. <laughs> I thought these were all right. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell have I done? All I've done has been on... Episode 15 of Hostel Homies. Now I can't, I can't do anything creative without throwing my hands up in the air and saying, I'll never be Bernini. <laughs> Which is what you were doing at the exhibits, is what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never be him. People are like, that's not the point of... They're like, oh, are you a sculptor too? <laughs> no. Oh, but that's, that's why. <laughs> that's why I'm not going to be Bernini. Keep up. He's technically right. <laughs> we can't, we Not can't, wrong. Can't really get mad with them. So a lot of your friends still live out in Rome. A few of them, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them have moved away over the years and, and found jobs elsewhere. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, finding a job in Italy isn't the easiest thing in the world. Right now, especially, yeah. Yeah, but the two friends that we stayed with, Matt and Ari, who are just fantastic. Brief shout out to them because they're the most beautiful humans. But they live in this beautiful home in the center of Rome, and it was nice. Like, we had our own bedroom. I had no idea they had moved into this beautiful space since I left. Well, Rome, you had your own bedroom. Yeah. You were in the middle of the fucking city. Yeah, it was like waking up each morning and, like, propping open the windows and looking out onto a cobblestone street and just seeing Vespa's ride below you, a slight scent of coffee, just like going <laughs> past you. It Some really... guy is just purposefully like pushing that out, like, take it. Yeah, right, and like cigarette smoke. Even if you can't see the cigarettes, it's just like you can smell them always in Rome. And something about it being in Rome makes that an endearing, like, lovely scent. I was about to say, I feel like it would actually smell kind of good out there. It's nice, yeah. yeah. I don't know, I think it just, it contributes to the, I don't know, it's the general scene. Mm -hmm. It's like a really peaceful vibe. No one's, no one's rushing. The old saying, when in Rome, do yeah. as the Romans do. Did you feel like you got to do as the Romans did? Gladiator fights. Yeah, like, just classic. <laughs> groveling to the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, my friends didn't make it. <laughs> no, I'm back. Kind of, though. I mean, like, there are different, I don't know, different rules over there in, in a way. And that lets, you, that lets you live as the Romans do. Like, I'm a big fan of having, having a beer outside in a nice piazza and, like, people watching. That's not something you can really do here. Mm -hmm. You can do it other places, too. Yeah. <laughs> but you can do it in Rome, and that's what Romans do. I've never been before, so I'm, I'm very curious about this city. I but, feel like it's got a very romantic feel to it as a lot of those European cities do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like all the buildings in Rome, they they fit into this like, I don't know, small spectrum of color that range from like yellows to like burnt orange. Mm -hmm. And it's just perfect for reflecting the sun. And the lights reflecting off of the cobblestones and mm -hmm. like off of these like yellow orange hues in the buildings. It really is a beautiful sight. No kidding. And it's easy to to climb up on on one of the one of the seven hills in Rome, mm -hmm. and most of them are kind of on the outskirts of the city, super accessible, like a twenty minute walk from the center, and then you're suddenly sitting on this ledge, like looking over all of Rome, oh really something else. Yeah, you can see the basilica, you can see you can see the the big wedding cake 
which is what the Romans called this, mm -hmm. this monstrous monument that Vittorio Emmanuel erected in the, in the middle of Rome. Yeah, maybe bring a bottle of wine or something. That was probably the most special experience there that, that I shared with Emma. That was, that was really something else, because that was my favorite spot in Rome. If you go to Rome, you should check out Janicolo Hill. It's, it's easy to get to, it's a beautiful site, and it's a nice walk. Was your trip in Rome, how much of it was reflection and how much of it was experiencing new parts of that city? Mostly reflection, mm -hmm. right? Because we went to like my old favorite restaurants and, and sites to see. But we did some new things too. And, and staying in the city center with Matt and Ari was also just like a new experience. Mm -hmm. How long was the, was the trip in Rome? Rome, we were there for three days. Okay. Three days. Then we went to Prague. The nightmare. I was about to say, something bad happened in Prague. We didn't begin the Prague leg of the trip very well. So we went to this Airbnb, and it was supposed to be so nice. It was a houseboat. It looked awesome. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to have a home movie theater, mm -hmm. which was going to be a big hit. Right? Really excited about it. Yes, We're going to sip espressos out on like the balcony of the boat. It was two stories. Yeah, and it was pretty close to the city center. It just wasn't those things. It was super hot. So hot. <laughs> One of the windows was like kind of broken. Oh, it's like no. cracks that were reaching like each side of the perimeter. And like you're on a boat yeah. that's swaying back and forth. Didn't seem, <laughs> didn't seem very sound to me. And then in the morning, we found gummy bears. Oh, not our gummy bears. We found gummy bears stuck to the blanket that we had Ew. used. Not a fan. Well, because right? when it gets hot, those gummy bears are going to melt and stick. Yes, he hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what happened. And then, like, this was the deal breaker for me is saw this huge spider, saw a few spiders. Mm. And I had this really intense reaction to it. You've seen The Office, right? You're a human being. Mm -hmm. The episode where, where Toby comes back and, <laughs> and <laughs> yes. Michael just starts exactly screaming no, 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 oh God, no. <laughs> no. That's the genuine response that I had to the spider because <laughs> it was just the last straw. I don't know. I don't know. It was a <laughs> jarring experience. But we was there, up, was there a movie theater at all? It didn't work. <laughs> at all. It wasn't even just one aspect of it wasn't working. <laughs> it was very clear right off the bat, this isn't an option. This, this isn't going to work. Yeah. So what we did is we watched Terrace House, uh, just like on, on my phone, on like Netflix. Oh, man. Yeah, we like like shared some wine. We ended up like laughing throughout the night and like turning it into like a nice positive experience. That's good. And we didn't stay there a second night. <laughs> so it turns out that the exchange rate is pretty heavily in your favor, right? So we oh, just in the Czech Republic. Yeah. 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 You're using the uh, the corona. That's the currency that they use. Mm -hmm. It was like a hundred dollars a night for mm -hmm. two people. Yeah. In like a nice hotel, and after yeah. the boat. We were just like, let's splurge a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you earned it. Yeah, and like, I'll never forget the moment we walked into that hotel room. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, it's cold. 
It's so like clean and it's a like lack the of bed, gummy bears. The bed's made and not a gummy bear in sight. <laughs> Unless you open up the mini bar. Where they're there on purpose for you. Yeah, and they're not melted. Ah, <laughs> oh, the hotel was great. I loved it. But turns out the hotel wasn't as cool as the rest of Prague. Yeah, Prague is amazing. Yeah, it's a fairy tale. There's literally a castle, a huge mm-hmm. castle. That old architecture is mind-blowing. Yeah, it is beautiful. What kind of shenanigans did you get into in Prague? I got some good recommendations before I went. And the first thing that we did on our, our first full day is we went to this neighborhood, Carlin. And I could see myself living in Carlin. Yeah? It is really something else. I had the best lunch of my life there. Don't think that's an exaggeration. Really? Yeah, Prague food really hit with me. It's the, savory, it's the hearty. Meats, the meats out there are undeniably delicious. Give me those Czech meats, man. Those They're Czech so meats. good. <laughs> the Czech like, beers go really well with the Czech meats. Yeah, cheaper yeah. than water. But like I'm a big goulash fan, mm-hmm. right? Like give me some give me a hearty stew. Give yep. me some some of these tasty, mysterious Czech dumplings. I don't know what's going on in those dumplings, but I'm loving it. <laughs> but it's real good. So I, I wanna bring up you talked about the, the sushi in Japan uh-huh. in episode fifteen and you were you know, you were blown away with that. I was. The Czech meals you're you're gonna put above that? Damn, that's that's a tough comparison. These are two heavy hitters. Yeah, I, I would. I'd I'd put Czech food above that. But that's just like my own my own personal preference. Like I'm a, I'm a savory savory kind of guy when I'm it comes say to food. Top three meals of my life, one of them was definitely in Prague. There I mean the food there is a hot really dog. damn good. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're sleeping on Prague. I think Prague just has like wonderful, beautiful people mm-hmm. and like great food. I don't know, great coffee. Man, those hotels. The only thing that Prague is really lacking, houseboats. <laughs> Quality houseboats. You're like, your serious review, like down the line when people are like, what do you think about Prague? You're like, look, the coffee's great. The food's great. The beer is great. If you like houseboats, though, don't go. Like, forget about all that other stuff because oh. you're going to have a miserable time. Well, I think I'm thinking about going to Prague. Like, what do you think? Do you like houseboats? Yeah, I guess. They're all right. You might want to look elsewhere then, man. <laughs> Just looking over everything else. Your, your trip in Prague was about the same amount of time, or was this, was this longer because you hadn't been before? Um, it was, it was the same amount of time that we spent in Rome. Mm-hmm. We also spent three days in, in Prague, four nights, I think. And then afterwards we spent a full week in Istanbul. How was your first day in Turkey? First day? It was amazing. Yeah. It was great. We really hit the ground running. So we did another Airbnb in Istanbul. Uh, Gokçe was our host and Gokçe is just fantastic. <laughs> she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But she is a tour guide when she is in Istanbul. So Sweet. she, like, we're staying in, like, kind of the ideal neighborhood. It's, like, the old town, like, that's newly, like, hip and modern in Istanbul. So Gokçe gave us a bunch of, like, to-dos in the neighborhood, yep. like, all of our favorite bars and restaurants. So we spent the first night just, like, like walking around. We got some rake, which is, like, the Turkish drink. It's this... It kind of tastes like absinthe, I think, or like black licorice, mm-hmm. right? And then they mix it with water, and it turns into this white, cloudy substance. I'm a big fan. Is it supposed to have the same effect as absinthe? Is it 
wormwood based? Like, do you actually hallucinate off of it? No, apparently it's just a liquor that is much stronger than you think. Ah, I got you. Yeah. Hence the watering down. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So we did that. We went and got dinner, had some rocky, and then we went to Toxim Square. And turns out that they were having this kind of like festival of markets. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up buying like some like nice bowls and and blankets and stuff to bring back. Nice. Yeah. I had a lot of friends who had like parents who traveled a lot and everything cool around their house was always from Turkey. Yeah. I like that you brought that up because that has been on my mind. Yeah. I think specifically about like, like my friend's parents, their home is just filled with beautiful things that they've collected from around the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Like their their coffee table in in their living room is like an old repurposed ox cart from India. That's so cool. <laughs> I think when I saw that, that's when I decided like, fuck yeah, like this is the kind of home I want to right. have someday. Yeah. So I got a bunch of like bowls and stuff. Very cool. I want to talk about how you you kind of hit the jackpot with your Airbnb host. Yeah, like the host and the place itself. They had this like beautiful chessboard. Turns out I like chess. <laughs> But they also had these, like, huge windows that look out into the Bosphorus River. I mean, we could see it from the bedroom. Awesome. That is fucking cool. Yeah, it was neat. Great way to start the day. Did she mention that she was a walking tour guide on the Airbnb profile? She did, Mm -hmm. but I didn't read the profile until I got there. That's a nice surprise. It was a very nice surprise. Instead of, like, oh, this this houseboat, it plays movies, and bam, there's gummy bears all over my legs. (laughs) She was like, oh, bam, I can tell you where you should go. <laughs> yeah, and like we kind of deviated from our original plans mm-hmm. because she said, oh, I mean, you could do that. Or you could do this really, really kind of like like hole in the wall thing. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is we went to one of the prince's islands. I think this is the second day. Um, one of the prince of Turkey's islands? Sounds fancy, doesn't it? Yeah. So there are 11 of the prince's islands, right? And no one could go to them. And then I'm sure someone just stood up one day and said, it's fucking bullshit, man. You have 11 <laughs> islands. Hey, man, you got 11 of those? You know how like... <laughs> many islands all of us have combined? Zero. So four of them you can now take ferries to and, like, hang out on. Gotcha. And it's a cool site. We we rented bikes and we just, like, biked around this island. Got a wonderful lunch. Probably the best most memorable meal that we got during yeah. the trip was, is on this island. Because of the setting as well. Yeah, well, we went to the wrong island, uh, <laughs> for starters. We were aiming for one island, and then we just found our way to another one, I Was guess. it one of the four that you could yeah. be at? You didn't go to accidentally, like, number six, that he's like, this is the Princess Island. Armed no guards converging yeah. on you. <laughs> <laughs> A prince standing from his terrace. Wagging his finger. Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we, we tried to go to, like, the busiest, most bustling island, like mm-hmm. the real touristy one, because we figured that would have all the cool stuff. Well, we didn't go to that one, but the island we did go still had a bunch of cool stuff, and it had this this quaint little, like, restaurant, and the owner came out and sat with us for a while, and a okay. bunch of sailors were sitting at the table next to us, and they were really awesome. Mm-hmm. Plus, we had, like, a few cats that were hanging out. Always a few cats hanging out, wherever you are in Turkey. Is that right? Where, yeah, even if you're in a restaurant, even if you're just, like, walking around, there's a cat within a few feet of you. <laughs> it's amazing. Did you get used to the feeling of something brushing up against your leg? Like, yes, that just I did. Yeah, really? Yes, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, and I loved just, like, trying to spot the cats, like, meandering around restaurants in between tables. 
I'm sure you're trying to imagine how many cats are in Istanbul. More than, than what you're imagining. All over the place. Dozens within like the first like 10 minutes of your walk. It's a communal effort uh, from the city to, to feed all these cats. There's actually a really cool documentary on this. It's called Kedi. It's all about the cats in Istanbul. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's like everyone feeds the cats. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen people just like on their commute and like they pull out some cat food from like a bag in their pocket and just like sprinkle it in like a spot and they've just like built this into their daily routines. Well, that's amazing. I feel like that says something about the, the people out there then too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone that we met in, in Turkey was really kind and mm-hmm. thankfully patient because it's hard not to be an annoying tourist when you don't speak the language. Sure. Did the cats follow you? Like, were there certain ones that would follow you around? Yeah. Well, we had like, we had our cats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still thinking about those cats this day. We'd see them every single time we'd be coming home because mm-hmm. they're like, they hang out in the same spots and Like the first night we really took the time to like sit down and pet these cats and probably get fleas worth it. (laughs) But like the second night, our favorite cats, the ones that we really bonded with would like come and greet us. Yeah. And that happened every night. Oh, that's really sweet. And usually in the day when we would start, start our day in the morning. Hostile homies aren't always people. Fuck, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Did you feel like, I I like to bring this up in every episode, and in the last episode you had a lot of people who you met who clearly had an effect on your life and influenced the way you go about things when you came back from the trip. Did you feel like on this trip you came across people that did that for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, number one, Emma. Mm -hmm. I feel like we we bonded a lot, and that was really, really nice. Really got... You really get to know someone when you when you travel with them. Sure. Yeah. So that first and foremost. Um, yeah, another one, but I don't I don't know his name, mm-hmm. but he was really great. This I met him when I was being bathed by a large man. Okay. Well, where did this story go? Oh. <laughs> so we got hammams. Is this in Turkey? Turkey. Yeah. Okay. It's like the Turkish bath. Uh, it's a big thing there. It's wonderful. It's intense. It's confusing at times. Uh-huh. And I think I almost died. But I felt great. So it's like, it's like a spa package, kind of. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's pretty common. But we went to this we went to this mom place, and we changed out of our clothes. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to wear underpants or not, because I just, you know, out of my element... Um, after consulting with Emma, I decided to play it safe and wear underpants. Really glad I did, uh, because you're in like a communal room with a bunch of people. No one else is naked, so <laughs> dodged a bullet there. So the first thing you do is you go into this beautiful chamber, right? And let me paint a picture. It's all marble, and there's this big slab in the middle of the room. On the, on the perimeters of the room, you have all of these faucets and like little like, like sink basins, like water basins, right? And you like rinse yourself off and then you go into a sauna. I don't do well with heat. So Emma's like really relaxing and she's loving it because it's a sauna and it's really therapeutic and it's wonderful. And I'm just like, I have this thing where like I kind of rock back and forth because my body temperature is just like going through the roof and I'm pretty sure I'm going to die. So hot. (laughs) Yeah. Flashbacks to the houseboat. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I get a flashback at the houseboat every time I go down to it and an NYC subway platform. And it's just hot and humid. <laughs> no! No! 
seals the deal when there's someone munching on gummy bears. <laughs> but um, yeah, so after the sauna, you go and you lay down in the chamber, which is like still really hot. And after what feels like an eternity, someone comes in, doesn't speak English, they just kind of points at you. So he's pointing at me, and he told me, he beckoned me. Mm. One of the few times in my life I think I've been beckoned. But this is a clear beckoning. So I went over to him, and he kind of like tenderly set me down and like laid me down on the slab, mm -hmm. and then just started scrubbing the shit out of me, right? Like with this exfoliating uh, like rag. Mm -hmm. And he just like washed me head to toe. It was invasive. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's <laughs> okay. like a thing. At one point, just like pins my foot in between his legs and just like scrubbing the hell out of your leg. But hey, you're a tourist in a foreign land. You really just got to roll with the punches uh -huh. and embrace the culture. So I was like, yes, more of this, please. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. Oh, great. And then they like rinse you off. And then you go through this like series of like little spa treatments. You always have like a wonderful Turkish tea, which is so tasty. So they're, they're bringing this tea out to you. They're setting up, besides them really like scrubbing you down in like a, in a somewhat, as you said, invasive way, it seems like they're trying to create a relaxing experience for you. Yeah, you know, it's it just goes into being pampered, right? Mm -hmm. But after that, like you get like a massage and a violent head massage, which was, and this is the person that, that I was referencing, like a good friend that I made that like, made an impact on my life. I don't know why my head massage lasted so much longer than everyone else's, but we had some time to connect. The person giving you the head massage, this is the, this is the man who? Not the man who washed me. I n never saw him again. <laughs> Honestly, for all I know, he didn't even work there. <laughs> he just came in. And then the guy who did your head massage was like, oh, I gotta give him extra that. Weird guy off the street came in. Yeah, right. <laughs> Touched his feet for a while. Yeah, it came out. I'm like, yeah, it's like the washing was intense, but like kind of nice. And everyone who worked there was like, what are you talking we, about? We haven't done the wash yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the three of us. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, what about the other guy? They're like, oh, fucking uh, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Randy came by again. Oh, God. Classic <laughs> Turkish name. Randy, Jeff, Connor, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> but yeah, the the friend that I made gave me this this head massage, which was a roller coaster ride that like teetered back and forth between like really violent mm -hmm. and like so tender, more tender than my my head has ever been touched before. <laughs> it just like violently scrubbing and scraping the top of my head, mm -hmm. and then. Uh, one point just like tenderly cupped my face for a moment and rubbed my nose <laughs> was, and then back to the head head scratching that tenderness was randy <laughs> yeah. he came in he's like let me get one more touch on this guy's face well my eyes were closed too because i was just i don't know i guess i was just like leaning into it as you got it so as far as going back to a country you've already been to Rome specifically for you, obviously you live there, mm -hmm. but I haven't tackled the subject of revisiting a city. Mm -hmm. Do you have advice for people or preparing them for what to expect when they go back to a city that they've already been to? 
I think oftentimes when you go back to a city, it's because you had such a positive experience the first time around. That's why you're double dipping. So you're probably there to retrace some steps and, and see some sights that, that changed your life maybe the first time around. Go back to your favorite restaurants. I think it's also important to like do new things. Because like, sure I've been to Istanbul before, but by no means have I seen all of Istanbul. Mm -hmm. And I had such a positive experience that I'd be tempted to just live out like the same trip exactly. Of course. Maybe pick like a few favorite things. Like pick the top three reasons why you're going back to that place and then see what else you can find. Well, it was fantastic having you back on the podcast. It was good to be back, man. I really enjoy doing this. I mean, obviously I'm very nervous about it as I told you before we started recording. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, and I'm happy to do it. It's always good to have you, and hope to have you again on it soon. I hope to be on it again soon, so I guess I have to go on another trip. 